Hey everybody, welcome back. I'm Jesse, your DM. Cody playing Lazarus. Brennan playing Dis. Mike playing Nim. Britt playing Kenna. And we are Double Doubles and Dragons. We're a group of goofy Canadians that have gone together to play a little D&D. Uh, sometimes we will say things that are inoffensive. We mean them as jokes, of course, and they're certainly funny to us, but some people may find this offensive. If you do, we apologize, but we don't want any hate mail about it. So just don't listen, okay? Uh, let's jump right into the action. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Quick recap of where we're at so far. So the party woke up, decided they were going to go check out that sawmill that's on fire, and found out it was going to be 12 hours to get there in the market rung. Turns out the market rung's a fairly decently sized place. Started about their journey. The first four hours were pretty uneventful, but after that they got a bit of a bad luck roll and encountered the Black Knight, who turned out to be pretty intimidating overall. Definitely an interesting fellow. Kind of looks like a big balled-up prison and all inside a suit of armor, and Nim passed out because he cast a spell, and overall everybody seems fine now. Everybody's ready to begin? Okay. So yeah, he seems to be moving more and more away. You notice the vibration level in the ground is dropping steadily over time, and obviously you haven't felt that uh, increase in gravity in some time. Uh, at this point, the uh, helper, yeah, um, the greeter walks out of the building. All right, are we ready to begin moving again? Uh, of course. All right, please follow me. All right. Probably got some stiffness to walk out. Yeah, just a little. <laughs> this awkward bending of the bones. Okay. And then I want to ask him some questions too. Sure. I'm assuming Ken actually shared what, what they said, which was like next to nothing, but... They they just said they didn't nothing. know why his hands were bound. Nothing. So is every <laughs> Mr. Guide? Yes. Sorry, uh a question that Black Knight has just been on my in my mind since we've met him. And is every mithril level adventurer like chained or bound in some way? Is there any are they all like as out of places that night? The Mithril-level adventurers do not often come to this rung. However, to my knowledge, the Black Knight is the only Mithril adventurer that has that specific situation. Do you... Out of the Mithril Knights that you have seen, is there, like, a ranking among them? Do you know which ones are more apt at their jobs? Uh, I'm not aware of the ranking of the Adventurer's Guild. Uh, you would probably be able to find that out on the Adventurer and Guild rung. They, I believe, have a maintained list of who ranks where in terms of uh, job requests and jobs completed, that sort of thing. That makes sense. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> so, the rest of the travel is more or less uneventful, and thanks to a bit of the detour caused by the Black Knight, uh, you do notice things shift rather abruptly into night. Um, when you feel like you've probably got at least another half an hour to go. As it shifts tonight, you do notice that each shop has a light attached to their sign, so it does provide a pretty decent amount of illumination, so it's not like you have to walk in the pitch black. It, it's definitely enough. 
the other thing that you notice is in the direction that you've been going as you stare off into the horizon, though it has abruptly shifted to nighttime. Is there a glow? There, there is definitely <laughs> a glow. Uh, it's actually fairly sizable as well. Like, it is giving off, uh, think like, um, not quite as bad as like a modern day city glow where it seems to, you know, you can see it for quite a ways and it washes out quite a bit, but there's definitely a fairly intense fire over there somewhere. All right, we will need to move a little bit more carefully as the light has dropped, but as you can see, we are not too far away from our destination. I have advised ahead that some adventurers are coming to take a look at the situation, and one of the sergeants in charge of the Bucket Brigade has indicated that he would like to talk to you when you arrive, if that is all right. Sounds good. Absolutely. All right, we will continue onward then. As you continue moving towards the fire, um... As you get to about maybe 10 minutes away, you do start to be able to see the flames themselves licking on top of kind of the sight line of the buildings in front of you. Uh, and more importantly, you can actually start to feel the heat already from here. So it's definitely a pretty sizable burn. It's not intensely hot, but you can just tell there's definitely been a an air temperature change. It's more noticeable probably because it's nighttime, so it does get a little bit colder as well. Um, anything you guys want to do at this point before you approach the people there? Not particularly. Okay. So, allow me to describe the situation that you walk into. Okay. <laughs> so, you've been told that this sawmill is set ablaze. Uh, sawmill is perhaps not exactly the correct word that one would use to describe this building, although that is definitely what people call it. It's a very significant size building. Think closer to, like, a warehouse nowadays. Mm. So while it may be a sawmill, it's not, you know, like a a Skyrim-type sawmill where it's, like, one building width-wide. It's definitely a fairly significant structure. As such, the fact that it's on fire is creating a fairly significant fire. It's, you know, the fire itself is probably at least six or seven buildings wide and maybe three or four deep. That's about the size of this large warehouse-like building. The entire thing is on fire from top to sides to it looks like inside. It's kind of hard to tell. There are windows sporadically about and they certainly glow with a certain radiance inside. As you approach, you do notice that there's been an area that's been cordoned off and kind of, not taped off, but somebody's put up wooden barricades to kind of keep the streets closed. The guide does move you through them carefully, and you do see some individuals that um, are wearing um, not quite the same outfit as the um, guards or army have been wearing. Not that detailed or intricate. More of a chainmailed version that isn't as inscribed. <laughs> and yes, I, I know I just got a look from Dis. <laughs> They're also wearing uh, talbrids that have a fire and a bucket and water on them, which seems to kind of mark them as the firefighters here. Um, but seeing that you're with... Um, uh, one of the greeters, they do wave you on through. Uh, one of them does gruffly kind of mention, Sergeant's gonna want to see you down that way. Nod. <laughs> All right. So as you proceed that way, um, Bucket Brigade, I mean, they definitely are. I mean, you can see them passing buckets between them, tossing it on the fire. However, that's not all they're doing to put out the fire. There are about, at least in your field of view as you approach this larger building, which does have... 
the road kind of like squares off around it to give it access from all sides to a road. And that entire area is filled with people, though you can only see a small chunk of that. They do also appear to have magic casters at their disposal. There are several individuals that are standing there and making motions and casting various spells that all seem to be directed at putting the fire out. Some of them are creating water from nothing and it's sloshing towards the fire. Some of them are creating big clouds above it that are, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, somebody's using ice. There's a couple people using more like blizzard and ice knife and that kind of thing uh, as spells as well. Um, overall, it seems to be a fairly cohesive effort to keep the fire under control. And it is, it's only that one building, but it really does give you the impression that it's like barely being contained. And they've only assigned iron to this many days later. <laughs> <laughs> well, you that know. That sounds like te- normal tech support request. <laughs> That's right. Well, I mean, it's a good point. You haven't really asked, like, how people decide what ranking a certain task receives. So you're not sure why this has been marked as an iron level task. <laughs> As you approach, there is an individual who you assume is probably the sergeant. He's barking orders at people. He's got a big handlebar mustache. He's got a slightly nicer suit of armor than the people around him, though it is absolutely caked in soot at this point. Um, and every once in a while, he, like, stares at the fire, kind of, like, in quiet <laughs> anger at it. He just seems to be, he seems to be very intense. He's personally individual. affronted the fire. Yeah, like, <laughs> the fact that the fire exists is clearly bothering this individual. Uh, as you approach, he's a little bit busy, so you kind of approach and he's in the middle of staring at something on a piece of, uh, like a clipboard mm-hmm. that he's looking at. Hello. Is this, are you the sergeant? Just sort of looks up and he goes, Yes, yes, I am. Can I help you? Ah, uh, ah, uh, adventurous. We're surfing turf. We responded to the request for help with this fire. I had heard you were being sent to deal with the fire. <laughs> you most certainly have a big one on your hands. We do. She is a fearsome beast. But she will be put down. You can be assured of that. And we are here to assist with that, of course. Forgive me, I'm being rude. You are Surf and Turf. I am Sergeant Blaine, fire hater. <laughs> I understand, see. Sergeant Blaine. I'm also a fire hater. <laughs> no, dear lady, that is my surname. I oh. come from a long line of fire haters. We have been fighting fires <laughs> since my grandpappy first encountered his My god, first you ran into that one. He gets like very like gazy off in the distance and very intensely staring. Have you ever seen a fire like this? I have. They are the worst fires. What well, how did you stop it last time? We killed the demon that created it. Which is why we believe this one is caused by a demon as well. How did you find that demon? We went into the fire. (laughs) You physically went in the fire? Yes. Wasn't that hot? It was. 
like did you, you just went in with regular clothing? Did you have like an enchantment or some sort of magical wish wash? We had protection from the fire. And where can we get protection from the fire? We here are protected. I assumed adventurers like yourselves would come with some method of protection. Uh, of course we normally <laughs> would, but we weren't expecting a demon of this variety. So you know it's a demon, then? Well, <laughs> I believe your story. I see you're a man of experience when it comes to fire. I am. And... Just saying that, we weren't expecting this, and we might not be fully prepared. Would it be possible for you guys to help protect us from the fire as we go in and try to find the demon? Hmm. My men contain the she-beast, but I may be able to spare a few to cut you a passage into her hot center. We will enter that center oh. with fury in our hearts. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that is the only way to take the beast May from check. within. Like, what's the width by length of this building? Uh, so if you imagine each of, each of the shops is at least 10 feet wide, if not more than that, probably closer to like 15 on the average shop size. So it's like 200 to 300 feet wide and probably just about as deep. It's a, it's a fairly fearsome structure. If you are ready, we can create for you an opening into her middle mm. and you can proceed. Bowser should make a pass around first. You wish to take her in from all sides. It is a wise choice. One should never be caught off guard by the flames. Mazarus will attempt to see if he can detect any sort of demon or otherwise. You may, if you are piercing around the sides of the building, be aware it does have three basement levels as well. It is deep. The fire has penetrated within. <laughs> and is there any possibility that this isn't caused by a demon, but caused by something else? We know not the cause of the fire. Only two facts are known for certain, outside of the obvious fact that this is a fire. And the building is on fire. The two facts we have are this. Gruff Woodwalker, the owner of this establishment, has been missing since the fire began. And two, the fire is a rough mistress, and she will not go out easily. Now, is this one of those fires that if they, like, created more fire around it, it would just, like, snuff it out? He sort of, like, like looks over at you, and he's just like, 
I know not of a fire that can be put out by another fire. I mean, it was worth a, worth an idea. If you wish to cast fire within the beast, that's your prerogative. But I will not tolerate it here, on the edges, where we are the last line of defense between the she-bitch of flame and the innocent hearts of the people here. I can tell you're committed. I am. So are we. We'll stop this. She bitch of a fire. <laughs> he kind of like, he just nods. Like gives you that slow nod. Tell me when you are ready and we will punch a hole through her defenses for you. Very well. Lazarus doesn't suppose your mistress has anything to add about this fire. My mistress? Really? I mean, I can try to contact her. Are you asking me as well to contact my god, Meyer? <laughs> if you feel so inclined, Master Dis. Is there any area around here that just, like, is a little bit more nature and a little less, like, market? Ah. Uh, Even if it's just a little park? There was a park about four minutes back or so. I'll be back. <laughs> Very well, Lazarus shall do his loop. Okay. And this did uh you could check with uh Meyer if uh Gruff Woodwalker is with him? Sure can. Let's see if he's he missing, you know. Is he alive? Is he dead? We could figure that out. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm going to try to check, but I'm just warning you now, uh, reception might be spotty. <laughs> I don't know how this whole god thing works, because my <laughs> just kind of forsa- has forsaken me. <laughs> I've only got one there, bar here. here. <laughs> Can you hear me now? <laughs> I want to, um, touch the necklace I constantly keep on. Okay. Just... Do, you, do you do that here, or do you want to find a private place? No, I just do it right here, in the... Eye of the fire. Okay. You're not in the eye of the fire. I was assuming it had an eye. I was looking out, and then I realized that's a stupid picture of a fire, but I went with it. This isn't the Sauron eye. It's just a warehouse fire. The Sauron helmet had me on it. Sauron's helmet, Gimli being tossed. I guess it's been pretty Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's pretty pretty Lord of the Ringy this episode. Um, Yeah, I'll just go right there and just... Why are you there? I'm going to save my head. Okay, fair enough. We'll see how that goes in a minute. In the meantime, Kenna's off to look for what she's looking for from Myleki and Lazarus, you're going to check the perimeter. Is there anything in particular you're looking at the perimeter? Uh, Lazarus is going to cast Detect Evil and Good on himself. Okay. How long does that last? Ten minutes. And how deep does it penetrate? Thirty. So okay. Lazarus is going to try to get as close as he can and try and just get like that out. So okay. a little barely bit of a scope inside and see if you can... Because it also picks up elementals, so... Yes. Um, and there's, I believe, is it one of the ones where, like, you can't see through five feet of rock or whatever, or one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, or a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wood? Okay, so, you, I mean, chances are, like, you'll have your best luck probably by the windows, mm-hmm. and then just try to get as deep as you can anyway. Yeah, just sort of sense in there. Sure, that sounds good. Nim, what are you doing while everybody's out and about? Uh, I'll I'll go approach the uh, magic users, and I'll just start like crusty digitationing and mage handing. 
out. Like, I'll use the mage hand to, like, pat out fire. Then I'll use prestigitation. Can says it can snuff out up to a small campfire worth of fire. So I'll just continually cast that, kind of putting fire out. All right, all right, fair enough. All right, who should we do first? Mm. We'll do Kenna first. <coughs> so, Kenna, you find a small uh, secluded area that's a little bit more, and uh, not quite like a park, but like an area that's been set up with a little bit of green life and to kind of just chop up the monotonous um, market environment. There's two small trees... And some flower beds. Uh, I want to go up to one of the trees and, like, lean against it and then sit with my legs crossed and then just be like, Maliki. It's hard to say in these accents. <laughs> Maliki. Maliki. <laughs> Has such a. <laughs> Maliki. <laughs> Calling to you, need some help. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it's just a really, it's a really funny mental image. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> uh, let's see. Roll a luck roll. <laughs> Choose your <own> dice. <laughs> An eleven. Okay. You sit there for a little while, but you get a little bit of a feeling from the plant life around you. It's kind of the... How to describe it? You can almost, like, feel that it's afraid. Like, there's a certain amount of tepidation in the plant life around with a fire being that close. They, they, you, they can kind of sense it, and there's that little bit of a... Uh, survival instinct within the within the plant life. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, however, you do not receive any direct word from my leak here, or at least nothing that you can recognize as that. Uh. Are any of the flower plants like not open? Like, is the blossom that need to be opened or anything like that? Um, no, it's mostly grass. The the flower beds themselves are mostly shrubs and that sort of thing. Okay. Um. Okay, I'm gonna try talking to to the grass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trees and the bushes. Okay. Uh, It's alright, guys. I'm here to make sure that that fire don't get you. But I also need some help from my leaky, so if you guys could help me get her, that'd be really appreciated. I want to, like, be petting the grass as I do this. Like, trying to send good energy to it. So, 
petting the grass and telling them this message, you suddenly hear like a thousand little voices because it's like each blade of grass, and they're all just like the fire. <laughs> <laughs> I know the fire's scary. I'm just trying to help you guys. Fire bad! Fire is very bad. It is. It's scary, isn't it? Is there any, like, uh, rain barrels or, like, puddles of water or anything around this area? Not around this area specifically, no. Um, Most of it's been taken to help with the fire. Right, of course. Um... I want to take out my water skin and I want to like just like douse some water onto the grass. Okay. There's kind of that like you like douse the fire on them and they just kind of like sway happily back and forth a little bit. Um, but almost immediately they're just kind of like fire. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try talking to the tree. All right. <laughs> the grass All right. can't get there. <laughs> um, to say the same thing. Okay. Um, the trees are a slightly different response, but the, the, the core message is very much the same. There's very much a, there's a fire. <laughs> they are plants. I know they are! <laughs> it's so tough with speak with plants, because it's just like, yeah, you want to, like, give them a little bit, but, like, they're still plants. <laughs> I know there's a fire, and I'm trying to help you guys. I just need to get a hold of my leaky. Do you know who my leaky is? And there's just sort of a, another pause and then, we don't like fire. I don't like fire either. I prefer water and ice. Water is good. Can we try watering the tree a little now? Sure, absolutely. So you pour a little bit of water on the tree and it just goes, ah. <laughs> okay, and I'm going to try contacting my leaky again. Alright, fair enough. Uh, roll another luck roll. Mm. Fourteen. Okay. So you sit there for a little while longer. You feel closer to my leaky, but there's no direct connection. But you do get a, a sense of wrongness in the area, more palpable than before. Something unnatural is occurring, or at least that's the feeling you get. Alright. I'll stay there for a little bit longer and see if I can try to get more out of it. Okay. Without trying to cast any spells. Fair enough. Uh, Nim, we'll go to you next. So, you're up there and you're mage-handing, and um, the individual that you've decided to stand next to uh, is actually a halfling. Uh, a halfling wizard, and she just kind of looks over at you at one point, and kind of, like, looks at you, and then, like, looks over at what you're doing, and she just kind of, like, leans over, and she's like, You know that's not going to do anything, right? What? The the, the mage-hand. That the, the mage-hand's not going to put the fire out. I mean, it's not hurting, is it? Well, I mean, not technically. <laughs> do, do, you, do you need a hand, little mage? No, I already have an extra one. <laughs> yeah, like, gives you one of those, like, that wasn't nearly as funny as you thought it was looks. <laughs> and she just sort of... <sighs> Can you cast level twos? Yes. Fine. And she, like, reaches into her clothing and pulls out a spell scroll. <gasps> And hands it to you. Oh, boy! 
She was here. It's gust of wind. It's only got two uses, but at least you might be able to stop yourself from dying. Wait, isn't there rules that wizards can transcribe from spell scrolls? Uh, if you take time to do it, yes. Okay. I will have to double check the rules because I think there's a certain amount of oh, gold involved and all that sort of there stuff. There is gold involved. There's always gold. And I think you dev- <laughs> I think you need like a long rest at the very least, if not more than that. We'll have to double check the rules. I, I think it's 50 GP per level, so I think it'd be 100 GP to transcribe it. Yeah, that sounds vaguely familiar. I'll double check my notes for spell scribing. I guess I can use one use of it then? She did say it had two uses. Um, Gust of Wind, by the way, is a... It creates a blast of wind 60 feet long and 10 foot wide that blasts from you in any direction that you choose. Uh, Each creature starting its turn in that area must make a strength saving throw or be pushed 15 feet in the direction the wind is blowing. This wind disperses vapors and has a 50% chance to snuff out protected fires. You can redirect the wind each round as a bonus action, and it lasts up to a minute as concentration. So we can create yourself little tunnels at a minute at a time. That's right. Might want to hold on to that. (laughs) (laughs) But only for two minutes. (laughs) That's all we need. Hopefully. Uh, One hopes. (laughs) I'll be very thankful. But then I'll just go to prestidigitation and get out. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Um, yeah, you can prestidigitation out little spots, according to the spell, but you do notice, definitely, like, even as you prestidigitation, you can already see the fire, like, continuing to spread back to where you've put it, which seems to be consistent with what luck other people are having. I still have a potion of clairvoyance. Does clairvoyance help? It gives. It gives it's insight it's into... Insight. Like, the future and such. In the meantime, we will go to Dis. So Dis, you're standing there, you're touching the necklace. What are you saying? Yo, Meyer, it's been a while. Uh, you there? I have a problem with demon fire. Okay. There's a bit of awareness... But it kind of comes as like a, like you can almost feel the, how does that relate to me, feeling coming through the connection. If I can stop the demon fire, I can sacrifice the demon fire. There's a little (laughs) more interest, but like you you feel like it's looking for something. (laughs) Like, why it would be curious. Uh, I feel like Dis forgot why he was constantly. I know I'm constantly. I'm trying to think. There's there's an owner of the shop that the demon fire consumed, apparently. I could find him. With your help. When you mention that somebody's missing or might have been consumed, there's a moment where the necklace that you put your hands on, there's a bit of, like, chill from that. And you're kind of like, oh, that's weird. And then, like, the next time you blink, you open your eyes and you're just in that sea of blackness. Whoa. Just sort of, <laughs> hey, man, he's been a while. Was this you be saying about a soul left this world? 
I've not heard about it. Yes. Name was Gruff Woodwalker. Hmm. Don't recognize him, man. So he's still alive, is what you're saying? Or gone somewhere else, maybe. You go look for him, little elf. You tell Meyer what you find. Is he in the plane I'm currently in over there? I'd only know where his soul was, man. Not where his body be if he alive. Where's his soul? Don't know, man. That's what you gotta go look for. <laughs> I can do that. I'm Any sorry. place we should start looking for his soul. <laughs> kind of like, there's kind of that like, like, <laughs> I'd recommend in the fire, man. <laughs> it is his building, after all. All right, will do. Thanks for the help, Meyer. You've been enjoying those weapons, I. Yeah, they're slashy, slashy, stabby, stabby. You should finish them when you get the time. That will do. And there's kind of that, like, dismissed feeling, and you just kind of snap back into your body. Well. Nice. On the ground. Nim is straight from me, right? Uh, yeah, I think he said he was nearby. Yeah, I didn't go too far. I just went to the nearest uh, spellcaster, so. I run up him. All right. Nim. I talked to Meyer. I got a hold of him. The reception was great. What? <laughs> he said we need... He doesn't know or he seems to say that Gruff Woodwalker hasn't died yet. Or he hasn't seen his soul. And we need to find it to stop this. And he recommends going into the fire. Sounds like we gotta go into the fire. We gotta go into the fire. I got this crazy spell scroll. I might be able to learn a new spell, and it's going to help us. It's like a gust of wind that puts out fire. Holy shit, can you, like, speed Bird up with that? <laughs> I don't think Bird would like that. <laughs> hey, Bird, we need to get there real fast. We just build a cannon and load the Bird in and then just set the spellcaster at the bottom. I'd recommend against building cannons. That didn't work out so well for you last time. <laughs> Um, I will note as well when he's like, look at this crazy spell scroll I got. The like, the half elf, or not half elf, the halfling beside him, the, the woman beside him, just like, you see her like visibly roll her eyes at him saying it's like a fantastic spell scroll. I think that woman's about to faint. We gotta be careful. <laughs> she's, she's really impressed with my magical skills. <laughs> I can understand that. <laughs> slaps him with a mage hand or something. Roll, both of you roll dexterity saving throws. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Uh, I use my inspiration. Okay. <laughs> Alright. All right. We're going into a fire. And he's going to use his fucking inspiration now. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Don't worry, the gust of wind will help. Maybe. It's a fantastical Twice. spell. <laughs> Level two. Twenty-one. <laughs> Alright. Ten. So dis when you're like, uh, as soon as Nim is like, oh yeah, she's like super impressed with my magic abilities, you just like you get this like nagging feeling, and just on pure instinct, you tuck and roll <laughs> as Nim just gets like a huge, like ten foot wide ball of water just appears above Nim and just drenches him. <laughs> Holy crap, Nim, that was a crazy spell. How did you do that? 
haven't seen you use that. Like before. he's like he's like coughing and then, like he's like half drowned. I wasn't expecting it. I had to jump away. Like prestidigitationing myself dry and just like I, I think yeah I think you can. yeah you can prestidigitation yourself dry. Oh yeah, because I've dried Lazarus's armor and yep. stuff. Um, then it was just like. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, that's a new spell I learned. It's called <laughs> Sphere of Water. That's really cool. That'll be useful inside of the fire. Yeah, I think it was like the only time I could cast it, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't really understand how much I guess that makes sense. That'd be funny to watch. <laughs> <laughs> and then I want to, like, slowly turn and look at the halfling and see what the look on her face is. <laughs> the halfling is totally giving you that if I didn't need all my spell slots to fight this fire, I would just drown you right now. <laughs> I need my levels for a spell slot. <laughs> Not <getting> polymorpher. <laughs> I don't know if that go well anyway. It's not a hostile action. <laughs> No, but she is part of a brigade. <laughs> also, you know, sometimes hostile act unhostile actions are taken as hostile and then they can turn into a messy situation. I mean, I'm not ramming her with polymorph. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, shots fired. <laughs> Alright, well let's take a let's take a break from all the tension and go to Lazarus. Yeah. How you doing, buddy? How am I? Uh so do you have to do perception checks when you have uh so you're just basically like have a passively radaring, yeah, so I to have speak? A Sixty foot diameter. Okay. So as you make your circuit around the building, um you never find what I would call direct evidence of fiend elemental or the like that being said there's a lot of kind of leavings of that energy you never could point to a spot on the wall and be like there's totally an elemental on the other side of that wall but you definitely get the yeah no there's definitely elementals in that building somewhere okay so elementals i'm thinking of one yes you definitely get the feeling of elemental you do not feel fiend even after searching the entire outside of the building the the time where I felt elementals the strongest, mm -hmm. I'll divine sense on top of it, because that goes out an extra 30 feet, but it only tells me the strong. Okay. The good or evil thing. Let's see. Is that one also restricted by, like, uh, stone and that sort of thing? Uh, I wasn't saying the shorthand here. I'll check the long. Yeah, give that a quick check. Because the paladin feature, I don't think it is. Uh, in the meantime, just while you're reading that, Kenna, you have no further luck uh, with my leaky. No, it's not. <laughs> Brittany says that, not Kenna. I was going to say, thou shalt not take their lord's name in vain. <laughs> I take that much more seriously than the Bible does. Yeah, and the so Bible already takes it pretty seriously. <laughs> I, I don't, script here. Kenna doesn't say anything. She it's like, until just... next turn, you know, the location of any celestial fiend or undead within I 60 feet. That is not behind to total cover. Before we go that is not behind total cover. That's okay. the only clause. I think okay. I want to put title later. So it probably, in certain places, it might get you a little yeah. bit of a deeper yeah, appearance like in the building. Mean, like it's, it would like, be really but I feel like there's kind of like a hallway or a window yeah. or something down. Okay, that seems fair. Um, when you go by one of the windows near the back of the building, you do get kind of at the very edge of that ping, you do feel a desecrated feeling.
Uh, Kenna, would you like to do anything else while you're out there? I want to take a long rest. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to tell you no, <laughs> but the rest of your team might wonder where you went. <laughs> She's been good too. I'll go find them. <laughs> and then tell them I need to take a long rest. Alright, so... As you return, I would imagine Lazarus is probably just completing his circuit of the building. Um, How many uh, casts of detect would I need? To do the entire building, it lasts a minute? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Uh, Probably just two. Um, Even with you being fairly thorough, I think two would probably cover it, more or less. Um, So you would come back to... uh, Lazarus is just returning to the group. Dis and Nim seem to be kind of just chatting each other up, so to speak. And by the time you arrive, Nim is dry, but he's standing on a slowly disappearing puddle of water. I'm sure Kenneth can probably jump to conclusions. None of them to Nim's benefit, I no. would imagine. <laughs> probably not. Well, did you guys find anything out? Yeah, I talked to Meyer. Oh, what did he say? He said we gotta go and find the soul of Gruff Woodwalk. The owner and wife. Does that mean he's dead? No, he said he hadn't seen him yet, so it's possible he's still alive. Or someone else captured his soul. Or that. <laughs> he's not sure. He didn't actually give me like super high amounts of information, but he did seem interested. Yeah, gods suck like that. <laughs> Either way, we have to... You have to save his soul or save his life. One of the two. I agree. Well, Lazarus has turned up traces of elementals on the inside, as well as one potential spot of a perhaps worse desecration near the end. Well, that's just hunky-dory, isn't it? Fantastic. It also means we may wish to begin our immediate search within that back area, should we go inside. I'm thinking that we should uh, call it a night for tonight. They clearly got this on lockdown and start at it in the morning. Do we need anything special to hurt elementals? Those of us who are less magically inclined. Lazarus would not know. Is anybody within that wind elemental could I do a history check? Yeah, you could do it. I've read I'm sure Lazarus remembers his hammer hitting it, but didn't last. Yes. Yeah, I would say you would definitely remember that, though a wind demon or elemental is obviously perhaps different than what you might encounter here. I know nothing. <laughs> Elementals are hard. <laughs> it's hard to remember what's written down in books. Only really Nim has that weird ability. I, I mean, I still rolled an eight. Does I, Nim know about elementals? <laughs> History. I, I don't know. Nim doesn't know social convention enough not to shit talk a mage while standing right <laughs> next to her. So. Does that surprise anyone? No, that's <laughs> great. That's Nim. <laughs> that is Nim. I will give him that. Um, he will try to remember anything he can about elementals, particularly fire ones. Okay. Oh, that's a thirteen. All right. Nim knows a little bit about elementals, namely that they're usually made up of a specific element. They do tend to be difficult to converse with, as they don't know common. And on occasion, 
they can be hurt by the opposite elements. Back to what I was saying. <laughs> if we we tucked in for a night some night sleep. What are you planning to prepare? Tidal wave. Do you want to read it out to them? <laughs> <laughs> Since the poor paladin, then certainly the poor Des. <laughs> Probably have no idea. You conjure up a wave of water that crashes down on an area within range. The area can be up to 30 feet long and up to 10 feet wide and up to 10 feet tall. Each creature in that area must make a deck save. On a failed save, a creature takes 4d8 bludgeoning damage and is knocked prone. On a successful save, a creature takes half as much damage and isn't knocked prone. The water then spreads out across the ground in all directions, extinguishing unprotected flames in its area and within 30 feet of it, and then it vanishes. But do you have anything that can give us protection versus fire. That, no. So we don't have anyone that has that enchant? That's awesome. What? Is there actually Which protection from fire? Absorb elements. Oh, absorb elements. It's I mean, a, I can check. It's a uh, cantrip, isn't it? Well, um, that, there's like the attacking one where you use the reaction league. But there's also... There's just like the No, it's, a, it's a level one. Protection from elements. And protection from elements is level one. Absorb element, I thought, was a cantrip. It's uh, there's not a cantrip. It's a level one reaction. Oh, that's okay. the one Torok okay. used to absorb energy from an element and then smack it back. Right, that's right. Yeah, protection from elements would be nice. Yeah, I have protection from poison. <laughs> well, next time I'll give you a big poison slimes to fight, <laughs> bitch. But I'm gonna make him melt armor again. How about this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I make it water. <laughs> She a lot of those spells yeah, don't like like water isn't an element per se. <laughs> and a lot of those spells for whatever reason, like ice usually is, like cold is, but not like water. Mm. D's got a kind of a blind spot. I can when take it comes absorb elements. Absorb elements? Is that the one we want? Is that the cantrip? I'll check. No, it's the first level. Oh, then it might be the right one then. I think it's one the... reaction. Oh yeah, no, it's the reaction. It's the reaction one. Reaction. You should have protection. Mm-hmm. Protection from energy. Protection from oh, energy. Oh, I have. I have that. Yeah. yeah. Then you can just mark level. it fire. No, it's a third level protection from energies. Is it a druid spell? Too? And you just it went full blown Yoda. <laughs> <laughs> it's a third level protection from energy. Oh, I was, is. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the list when you were looking at the list. And yes. Oh yeah, you can protection yeah. from energy. So I can take that. You can take that yeah, and absorb elements. Yeah. Read that what one is per- yeah, what is protection from energy? Do? Uh, you, for the duration, you, the willing creature you touch has the resistance to one of the following damage types of your choice. Acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder. Although there is no upcast, so it is literally yes. just one person. So how, do we how long does it last? I didn't realize it's concentration. It, it is concentration. Resistance to elements is going to be third level. The issue with that, too, is I only have Three third level spots and a fourth level. Is it concentration? It is concentration. Then you can only cast it once in one. Yeah. So one person. Whoever, whoever goes in and is fighting at melee range is going to have to be the one who gets that. Suddenly I really wish I was red. <laughs> um, <laughs> Could it be like on fire with lightning or anything, right? Let me no. check something else. <laughs> Absorb elements might be good for you as something you take, anyways, for yourself. 
Because you can use it as a reaction to reduce incoming fire damage. Fire damage. So, I mean, there's a few things that we could put into place, but I think, like, the one thing is, though, is if I'm casting Tidal Wave, you guys can't be in the way, or you're gonna get fucked. Can you cast level 4's Nim? I can, yeah. There's, uh, Fire Shield. Yeah, but as a wizard, it has to be in my book. Ah, yes, that's true. I'm the only person who can... Freely. Well, more or less freely switch. Yeah. Well, any Druidic or Divine as well. You can switch your own. Yeah. Okay. Clerics and paladins can also. Yeah, no, I just meant in our party. Mm. Yep. Turns out uh, getting protection from fire is a tough one. <laughs> it's almost like somebody planned that. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any stores around here that sell. Oh, but we have so We have no gold. resources. Yeah, no. We should not be there. I go, well, I think we should be. Unless we like go to like a few different potion shops and try to strike a deal for some potions to help us with this quest in exchange for doing another quest. Yeah. I think that's basically what we're expected to do anyways. Yeah, I tried to check if my spirit totems would do anything either, and they don't. I can give it advantage to attack rolls. Nice. <laughs> Or plus five to your HP, plus plus my druid level, and advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws while in my aura. But I think the unicorn is more beneficial. Ninety percent of the time, the unicorn is more beneficial. Yeah. Mm, that's why it's potion of resistance. That's the semi easier form of resistance to get. Mm-hmm. Has to be a potion. That's what I said. Yeah, that's why I was asking. Also, D&D's kind of a dick, and, like, the base game potion of resistance is a random element, (laughs) rather than, like, one you want. (laughs) Nice. But I think if you talked to the right potion vendor, they'd probably be like, I made this one a potion of fire resist. It's going to be this expensive instead. (laughs) Is there any uh, potion shops in this area? Are you asking that question of the guys? Yes. Um... There are a few potion shops in not not the near vicinity, perhaps about an hour from here. Are they open right now, or do we gotta wait? Uh, if it's deemed an emergency, most of them live above their shops, so we may be able to get into one at this time of day. If not, the morning would be the, the next best option. Suppose while we're dealing here, Lazarus will go off and uh, suppose pick up the sergeant. Okay, he's around. He's kind of moving about, alternating between shouting orders, staring vengefully at the fire, shaking his fist from time to time. Yeah, I'll just pop up to him and just intend to just give him what I found, just the two little snippets about that. It's probably dealing with elementals. Seems to be like first early guess, and then. Alright. As you kind of fill him in on this information, he kind of looks glassy-eyed at the fire, and he goes, Tell me, adventurer, can you take down this flame? That is most certainly our intent. But do you have the power to do so? 
or must we request reinforcements from a higher power? I don't even know how to answer that. <laughs> we are still examining the situation, preparing things as it were. I see. He kind of like, he moves a little bit closer, and though it's a bit of a reach for him, he puts his hand up on the top of your shoulder, kind of from the back. You just, remember, son, if you think it's too much, this fiery woman, do not be afraid to ask for more powerful heroes to take your place. I'd hate to see the flame claim my life. Your warning is well received. Go then. Go then and pierce her heart if you believe you are ready. Alright, I'll just go back to the group. <laughs> <laughs> so intense. We <laughs> need to walk next. The druid is laying down the decision. Sorry, we do. <laughs> I thought you were. I thought you were gonna finish that, which is the druid is laying down. It's like we have to long rest. <laughs> Just lays Honestly. down the middle of the road. <laughs> we have to sleep. Yeah, I mean, if you guys uh, need a long rest, um, uh, then we'll start casting the hut. I guess not to any real end, but I don't know. It's okay. it'll keep the temperature more. Okay. I mean, certainly nobody seems to be stopping anybody, but I mean, like, you could also, like, find somewhere to sleep as well if you need to. Yeah, well, I was just looking out of the way, the busyness for sure. Yeah, I'm just gonna hut. <laughs> <laughs> hut, 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 hut. <laughs> Is there an inn or anything nearby? Um, there are a few inns in the moderate to near vicinity. Uh, the closest one is about five minutes from here, but it's been shut down due to the closeness of the fire itself. Uh, there is another that's about 20 minutes away or so. Um, it may be different. You may find that you have to sleep on the floor, I will warn you now, as they've sort of been forced to take in refugees, so to speak, from the buildings that cannot be slept in. Y'all want to go back to the park I found? Sounds nice. All right. I'll hut over there then, I guess. Okay. If I stop hutting where I am. Let's <laughs> go. All right. So you guys... Head off to Kenna's little hut. Um, and before we location, before we set up for sleeping, I want to create or destroy water and make it rain on my little plot. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, there's definitely that like moment of like when the rain comes down, you can practically hear the little yay <laughs> from like all the individual blades of grass, which I imagine sounds kind of weird. But they seem happy for the time being, anyway. I'm just gonna tell the plants we're gonna sleep there for the night. They appear to have no particular comment on that. Weird. I don't think it's all that weird for grass to be slept on. I don't think it really bothers it all that much. <laughs> it probably smell a lot better than the people who usually sleep there. Are you insinuating that the stronghold has a homeless problem? <laughs> I mean, the market wrong has at least a few vagrants who are looking to abuse our ring powers to get from place to place. They didn't exactly look homeless. <laughs> well, I imagine them being pretty homeless. <laughs> they couldn't afford the one silver. Boy, boy, are you going to be surprised when you find out where they're from. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Definitely, it's it's all a trick. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just double blinding you here, (laughs) just trying to make you paranoid. They actually sleep in a box. It's very sad. (laughs) It's very sad. (laughs) Just like super matter of fact. It's very sad. (laughs) All right. So if you guys are going to head in for a long rest, um, obviously, Kenna, it sounds like you're changing out some spells. So maybe we'll just cover that real quick. Is anybody else going to change anything now that you know kind of the situation? I don't think anything that's even remotely useful. I mean, you do provide the plus to the saving throws, so I mean, like, that's at least nice to have passively. Do paladins get, like, a resistance aura at any point? I have spell damage resistance in my aura already. Right, that's right, that's the one. Spell damage resistance. But not, uh, not, as you say, casual <laughs> elemental damage. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least you may be able, if the elementals inside themselves count as magical damage, you may be able to do something with that. I can set more stuff on fire. <laughs> That's always helpful. <laughs> we'll burn this fire out. <laughs> we'll burn this fire so hard it just goes right. I'd have so much more options when I can cast through like this one. Uh the the trauma of being a paladin, <laughs> getting your third level so late. What's that like? Another not next level, but the level after that for you? Well, because paladins are half casters, right? No, we're like quarter casters. Oh, they're quarter Yeah, casters. they get yeah, they're really restricted until like eleven. I think. It's mostly because, like, even third-level paladin spells are pretty freaking strong. Wait, destruction. Isn't that a fifth-level paladin spell, though? Mm. Oh, yeah, it is destruct. But you can abuse destruct a bard by grabbing it early. Yeah, you could only get it with your bard last last team. <laughs> you know, tenor. A man will have to discuss another time. <laughs> uh, I'll get my thirds at ninth. Okay, so, so it is so not next level, but the level after that. Mm. So that's right. I'll get fourths to thirteens and fifth until seventeenth. You guys will just have to go fight some really tough quests. Power level up that paladin. Yeah. <laughs> Try not to die at the same time, but you know. Grind some slimes. At number. Yeah. You said you had the the resistance to poison. Just go. Just go fight something in the sewers. <laughs> That's probably pretty poisoning. <laughs> well, we'll fight the boss from Conquer's Bad Fur Day, the giant beast. Oh, I hope not. That's pretty good. Mighty blue, and I'm going to throw my shit at you. <laughs> what are you stuck on, Kenna? Rearranging all the spells. Rearranging all the things. So you're definitely taking that tidal wave? Yes. Okay. Alright. I mean, I can give you till our next session to, to figure out what if you want to switch. Or approaching a semi-decent cutoff time for this one, and I think everybody said they were good to end early today, so yeah. we'll do that. Alright, is there anything else anybody wants to cover before we... Anything? Should I do my portent now, or next mm, session? Yeah, you may as well do it now. Yeah, I want to see it now. Maybe the luck changes when it's at the end. I mean, I rolled the last ones at the end, and the luck was pretty average, so... That's true. But we'll see. I mean, what's the worst Maybe the dice are... Gonna work with me today. Come on, lucky portman. Ooh, that's a three. Someone's failing something. That's not the worst thing to have going into possibly elementals. Three, and then a nat twenty. No, no, five. Oh, two, two, uh, two, two guaranteed fails. Not the worst thing in the world. So the fire fails and shit. Yeah. <laughs> just portman the fire now. One, it gets its resistance to water. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Fire, fire elementals just like, what the fuck, man? 
the sergeant's just like, the fire is down. <laughs> Alright, well in that case I think I will end here for today then, and we'll find out how the party handles the fire next time. Yeah, we got nowhere. Alright. <laughs> Wow, what a cliffhanger. I wonder what's going to happen next time. Uh, seriously, guys, thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening in. Uh, if you liked what you heard, share us with your friends. If you hated what you heard, share us with your enemies. Uh, seriously, though, like, comment, subscribe. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll find out what happens to Double Doubles and Dragons next time.